uncomfortable over there brendan yeah this Showing is off a... that inner thigh tat oh yeah i'm not doing this on purpose it's just my leg has to go up here we're in a different uh situation here everyone listener um we are in in my house yeah we're not in shed we're not in big shed today yeah because we were doing taxes today all three of us mm-hmm. like good united states yeah it was it was wildly easy to a point where i'm like man i can't believe i failed to do this the past other two years so i was a good citizen this year but you didn't do your taxes the past two years no oh my god hopefully there's not an irs agent listening to this i know i'm gonna go back and do them like, one day <laughs> is that a thing can you just go back and do them you That's... can as long as it's still three years from no fucking way yeah. i've been over here stressing my ass off about tax oh day this is bullshit i mean i could be totally wrong but i'm here to tell you it's no big deal. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, Han- well, Hannah is like real good with Wesley Snipes, and that's the uh, information she got from him, right? That it's just cool to not do it one or two years in a row. He did go to prison for <laughs> oh, tax oh, evasion. <laughs> See, as someone who knows nothing about celebrity gossip, I don't get People <laughs> Magazine like Jeremy does, but... No, yeah, I just—it's just cool that you guys are so tight that he gave you that uh, uh, word of advice, piece of information. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you're following it, and hopefully <laughs> we. Uh, don't see you know what you I've always said? Off. If Man, the government thanks. wants my money so damn bad, they can come do my taxes for me. It saying. should not be up to me. <laughs> what, what and that's happened? what I'll be screaming from my prison yeah. cell in the years to come. <laughs> yeah. You, you oh, and Wes. Man. Do Jeremy, you want to go ahead and introduce this thing? Yeah, but real quick, I just want to say, Jeremy and I do have an irrational fear of like the IRS just like busting on the door in like SWAT team form. Like, yeah. get down on the fucking ground! Yeah. <laughs> You're like, fuck, man. I just knew it was like a $3, man. I was going to say, you have a misrepresented self importance if you think that the IRS gives a fuck <laughs> about your little pennies that you're keeping from them. Yeah. No, it's true, but yeah, I just think that's, that's my worry. That's my vision of them, right? Yeah, your piggy bank. I'm not worried about it. No. I'm not worried about anything. I'm so sick. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy is sick, everybody. We have to be lenient on him today. Yeah. Be nice. When when he's not funny, laugh at his jokes anyway. So you're (laughs) currently listening to Property Management Brothers. Uh, We are a real estate comedy podcast. Yeah. And um, (laughs) I'm currently sitting here with two identical twin brothers who also couple as property managers in the real world. So we got Jeremy over here, the sick one. Hey. Say it sickly. Say it like a sick person. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's all the sick sick Eeyores talk. And then we got Brendan over here. I'm not sick yet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Your time will come, my friend. Um, My name is Hannah, and I am going to bring these folks some stories today that are all about, you know, real estate and tenancy and landlords and just essentially all of people's living situations and the places that we call home. Um, and hopefully it'll be fun. Maybe it won't. Hell but it yeah. will not be fun for Jeremy no matter what because he wants to be in bed with tissues shoved up both of his nostrils. He's, Too bad. He, I'm very sick right now <laughs> and I don't feel good. And if I'm blowing my nose on Mike, fuck it. Deal with it. Oh, on the mic. <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to, yeah, rubbing it. <laughs> That's fucking That's disgusting. so sorry, That's everybody. Why we have color-coded mics. Jeremy, if you shoot a snot rocket into your red-colored mic, that's fine. You got to smell it later. <laughs> I gotta sm- and if it's a little bit bloody, 
won't Jesus. be able to see it. So oh, okay, God. so I already oh, know that on. Jeremy's sick. I know that you guys are worried about the IRS beating down your doors and shooting you both with machine guns. I'm pretty sure was what I gathered from <laughs> what you said. <laughs> the IRS is a very violent branch of government. <laughs> yes, yes. But how how else have have you been doing since we last talked? I've been okay. I um. I had like a little, uh, one of, one of these owners, uh, one of my owners, one of my clients, he owns this townhouse. He's is super respectful of my time. So it was really strange for him to call me right out of the blue. It was like 4 40 PM on a Friday, Fuck that. which he would also never do. So like, I was like, kind of like a little weirded out. I was like, well, I was wondering what that would be. And so, but I was right doing a showing and, um, but there was a little bit of a, um, gap between showing. So I called him back. I was like, hey, I was like, hey, what's going on? He's like, hey, Brendan, like uh, some something like kind of crazy happened and it's really, really upsetting. Like, I kind of don't know how to think about it. And I was like, I was like, oh, what, what happened? And he's like, like our, our tenant like died. No, oh, it happened? Yes, it happened. Oh, fuck. Anyways, I was like, oh, like it's like, you know, it's like normally with your clients, you just kind of like try to remain professional. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And I literally was like, oh, shit. Like, what happened? And like, he he kind of lives in the area. So like, and he's friends with the townhouse, like neighbors and stuff because oh, he used shit. to live there. And he's just like, yeah, one of my neighbors, the, the neighbors just called and said they like took him out in a body bag. He's like, what do we, what do we, like, what's the next steps? What are we supposed to do? And I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, honestly, I was like, I have no idea. Brenda was like, well, we can raise rent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Just kidding. Or not. Someone died in the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's cut rent in half, guys. Yeah, there's a dead body discount. <laughs> this feels like a property management rite of passage like having a corpse in one of your i feel like it is i feel like i've reached that point i've been doing this for five years and a few months i feel like i've reached that you know that peak of property management whatever but anyways i uh what'd you do yeah no i I told him straight up i was like i'm like driving my car straight to a mechanic after this because it's all messed up it's like i'm not even gonna have a car on the weekend and um and i was like i was like best i was like best case scenario i could borrow my brother's car jeremy he's my brother um (laughs) here i am on on saturday like look it up but but anyways no like i have to ask the team like what the fuck am i supposed to do like his stuff there's a dog they went over to check they went over to check to see if the dog was okay dog wasn't there and they're like i don't know what the fuck the dog is and weird uh, i know so now i'm like anyways speaking of just maybe the dog killed him and fled the country Oh God, that's what it did. Yeah, I think you're living in a fantasy world of cartoons and various animations. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I literally was like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do?" First of all, this guy was young; he was in his 30s, right? He was like 31. Not that Brennan told me. <laughs> oh yeah. my God, dude, what? Okay, that fucks me up. As no, someone who's 31. Yeah, no, he's literally exactly. I forget anymore. that we can just drop like flies. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, I don't know what happened. I'm like, God damn it. But anyways, yeah, no, talking about just like new thing, new things in property management world. Yeah. I'm like, this is a, this is a thing. You know, I just thought I was going to wake up on Monday doing my usual thing. Yeah. Now I got to roll by, make sure there's no blood on the walls and shit. <laughs> oh, but like, I'm like, fuck. I mean, like, yeah, like for real though. Yeah. yeah. For real, Leodo. And a dog with an AR-15 just hiding out under the dresser. <laughs> He's like, once again, living in some kind of adult <laughs> swim land. It does feel like an adult <laughs> swim land. I do feel like uh, you have to look up the obituaries. I mean, how else are you going to find out? That's so bizarre. I don't know. I don't know. But it is a weird, it's a very weird thing. It's hard not to joke about it because it's such a weird thing. But it's kind of sad. I mean, you mean it's hard to joke sad. about it. It's hard. Sorry. Yeah, it's hard to joke about it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't yeah. need to joke about this dead man. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean Stop to laugh. Stop laughing. It's not a joke. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you're just, sick. <laughs> I, 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 everything I'm laughing at, I'm just sick. My brain's not working right. I have a worm in my brain. I have, <laughs> ta- I have tape worms all over my body. I think Jeremy's only laughing because he has constant fear of dying over anything. He's, his toes are itching. He's like, oh, well, that's it. I got toe cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going out like Bob Marley did, <laughs> which is the best way to go. Yeah, how did he go out? Toe cancer. 
Are you serious? I am not kidding. What? I made that shit oh, up. No. cancer. Well, he, I think it started in his toe and then spread, you know, Living in to future, his penis. Futurama world. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> went directly You're to his telling, penis. Toe to penis cans. <laughs> There, there, there's the same nerve ending from the tip of your penis to the tip of your big toe. That's why oh, they that's say that's why I that jack the... off my toes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I get real hot on the old wiener wiener. God, that's Ew. so fucking disgusting. Because I know what your toes look like. Because they look like my toes, and I hate my feet. Yeah, yeah. well, I hate your feet. Well, I hate your feet. You want to fight about it? <laughs> I guess. I guess we're I've already never seen fighting. Either of your feet. Yeah, I hide my feet from Hannah, and you'll never see that, Hannah. And I, I don't want to. Anyway, um, <laughs> Jeremy, I want to ask how you are, but I know you're just going to talk about how you're sick, right? I got nothing. And my, you got, got what? Nothing. My, I'm congested. Uh, my sinuses are uh, tight. Mm. Uh, my head feels heavy. Mm. And uh, I'm just ready to hear some stories. All right. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm into ready to... it. I am afraid of gout. So Brennan was wrong about the toe cancer. That I'm afraid of. My toe doesn't itch. My big toe hurts frequently. And uh, I'm uh, worried that I'm going to get gout. And that's my number one go-to to make fun of <laughs> of any kind of disease, ailment, or anything. Gout. Because it's funny to say. Yeah. This is and, a funny uh, one. So if I ever get gout. Uh, he, get, he got gout by karma. gout. <laughs> pure fucking karma. Why karma? Is gout the most karmic of the... No, because ailments. I've been making fun of gout for oh. about a, a good 15 years. It's just a great word coming out of the old gutturals. And that would and be a sad lip-lips. and hilarious karma. Holy shit. I yeah. found this guy's obituary. Oh, shit. Oh, no my God. You're looking it. it up right now? Yeah, sorry. That's why I've been kind of quiet. Sorry. Yeah. Read it. Well, don't say his name. No, but it, it, I mean, it really doesn't, it doesn't really say anything. It just kind of sends like, you know, like we're sad to announce that on this day, we had to say goodbye to blah, blah, blah. Um, you can send it, your sympathy and your guest book and blah, blah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You can send a candle, all this stuff, but that's it. Wow. Dude, obituaries don't hell? get into the juicy stuff though. I, I'm always looking at them <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's just like another thing about either a great person. I want the gory details. Yeah. Am I sick too? Yeah, you're mentally sick. I'm, <laughs> I'm physically sick over here. Yeah, yeah. I want to <laughs> know. Holy shit! I can't believe I came up here. The only weird thing is, is like he's not from here. Like he's, he was like all around everywhere, Massachusetts, Texas, and then like came here. So it's like I wonder. It's like you know, I just in terms. Don't of, let it get you down. I'm not down. Make it, make it, uh, <laughs> propel you into living your life more fully. That is How's true. How's that yeah. sound? It does. Honestly, it does. Yeah. No. I, ever since I heard it on Friday, yeah, yeah. I, I did feel a little uplifted. I mean, the gout is coming for all of us at any moment. So yeah. no, I got, just, I got, we just got to embrace every second. Yeah, I got, I got hand gout. You ever heard of that? Hand gout? Mm. No. Describe hand gout. To no, us. I don't want to hear about it. Do you guys want to hear some <laughs> stories? <laughs> yeah. Let's. Yes. I'd love to. Uh, okay. So. As y'all know, each episode I bring you stories around a certain theme of all the places we call home. Oh, yeah. And first I want to recognize we're on our 20th episode, which means that we have fully wasted at least 20 hours of our life doing this shit. That's beautiful. (laughs) I love that. But so for some folks, whether it's by choice or by force, they find a home away from the city lights, away from the manicured suburban lawns. They find a home away from the four walls and a roof over their head. So this episode is all about the great outdoors. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Are, are, is there going to be boat people in this in this scenario? No. We already did kind of boat people, right? But we should do that. <laughs> we did one a, boat the, situation. The, the the grand seas. That will be a future episode. Oh my but, god. Yes. Um. I don't know what the fuck. What do y'all know about the great outdoors? <laughs> oh god. I I once hiked. Um, I once hiked. Yeah, period. Yep. period. <laughs> yeah. And by hiked, I walked to the shit store to get a bag of Doritos. Is that yeah. what you mean? <laughs> yep, that's right. Unbelievable. I don't know anything about the great outdoors, except we've been camping. We camped as kids. We camp currently. Yeah. Uh, I had a big fantasy in my life when I was when when I was so cheap back in the day. Not now, because I've there's no way I'm still cheap now as a human. Yeah. And uh, that go. <clears throat> and. What'd you say? There's no way you're as cheap. Are you calling me cheap? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've changed a lot. But back in the day, I used to uh, research how I could live in my camp for free. And uh, 
But they still charge you sites, you know, for those 10 sites, they still charge you like 15 bucks a day, which is absolutely insane. And that's the only thing I know about the great outdoors. Brennan, mosquitoes are bad. <laughs> mosquitoes. Uh, I got the mosquito report. Um, there are a lot of mosquitoes out there. Yeah, uh, yes. And moving yeah. on. Definitely a downfall the, of living in the, in the great outdoors. In the great outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, our first story is going to come from the forests of Maine and a fella named Christopher who went camping for 27 years oh, oh hell man. yeah so that back in 1986 a dude named christopher knight had just turned 20 years old and he was working this boring ass job near boston installing alarm systems and homes and vehicles until one day he just like didn't show up for work so he didn't tell a single soul instead he just got in his car and started driving and so for about a week, he like drove up and down the East Coast, going all the way to Florida and then back up to Maine to this remote area near Moosehead Lake. Everything you just said there is like prime serial killer shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he quits his jobs up and up and down the East Coast. Yeah. Working goes, at a shitty alarm system factory, <laughs> like goes to a remote area afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Bury so, the body. Maine. Yeah. Mm. Maine come Serial on. killer territory right there. And Moosehead Lake. Okay, so he he's over there. He turns off the road to this isolated trail. He gets out of the car. He throws his keys onto the center console of the car. And then he just walks off into the woods. Oh, my God. This man. Crisis. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. 20-year-old 20, 20 crisis for sure. Sounds so, exciting. Yeah, it yeah. does. It does. It does. He had a tarp and he had a backpack with some like rudimentary camping supplies, but really nothing else. Like he didn't have a compass. He didn't have a map. He didn't have fucking food. But he just started walking like, deep into the woods. It's one way to commit suicide, I think. Oh. <laughs> so it should be stated, like, Christopher, he was a loner in the most extreme sense of the word. So he didn't have any friends. He wasn't close with his family. He really preferred just being by himself, like, truly being fucking isolated. And he wanted to be as isolated as possible from humanity. So in the early days of his wandering, he found himself kind of mostly at peace with this campsite he made from some tarps. It's like, and he had like this way to catch rainwater. So he's like out there surviving, but predictably he was hungry as fuck. So at first he tried like foraging berries from the main forests, but those are only in season for a few weeks a year. So that kind of failed. Um, after that, he tried eating roadkill. But then that yeah, I mean, made him super sick. And disgusting. why? Why would roadkill make you sick? <laughs> well, Brennan, Yummy! little do you know, armadillos carry leprosy. <gasps> oh shit! So it's the most a big common thing. of the roadkill. <laughs> yes, so a lot of trash people eat their armadillos, and they get the they lepro- get the leprosy. They get the leprosy, and they, and get they the, spread the leprosies and to get, the other trash. And they lose the armsies and the legsies. Yeah, it gets a little weird after that. But let's keep going. <laughs> So um, after that, he started just, you know, taking a few vegetables at a time from people's gardens. Like he would wander into. So he's a thief and a serial killer. Well, (laughs) so finally, he stumbles upon this summer camp with a big old stocked pantry. And he realized that his new hunting and gathering method was just going to be some good old fashioned breaking and entering. So he would methodically scope out cabins in the woods around this moosehead lake. Um, he would watch them for patterns, and then he would break into them when no one was home, and he would just raid their big, fancy kitchen pantries. Brilliant. I love totally. how he like was like, I don't want to deal with anybody ever. I want to be alone and away from society, but I'm going to keep going back to society and stealing all their food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, truly. But when no one's around, so he's still sticking to the no human. <laughs> yeah, good point. No human rule. Yeah. Um. Mm. So he would like scour around the lake on a canoe at night. And, you know, he'd be like scoping out these properties, seeing when people were leaving, when they were going on vacation, when they were coming back, yada, yada, yada. A lot of them are vacation homes. So he could like watch this for patterns. Mm. Um, And then whenever he broke into a new property, he would search the house for a spare key. And then he would take the key, hide it somewhere on secretive on the property for the next time that he returned. Oh my God. Brilliant. So he had like... If he doesn't kill anybody, he's brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It makes him stronger. I'm feeling a murder coming up. (laughs) 
that's what I'm saying. But it's kind of like he had this this like back pocket full of like a hundred houses or something that he can just like go to at any given moment, steal their fucking food, and get on out of there. Among other things, I right? bet you also too like the the idea like he could you know just take like a tiny bit like not notice, right. you know, right. Yeah, just so, like one rotisserie chicken instead of three, because these rich people on their boat lakes, I mean their lake houses. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like this guy had so much more grit and determination than I did. I, I just looked up how much campsites were, and I was like, 14 bucks a night? Man, yeah. I'll keep paying rent, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... You know, people were starting to realize something going fishy. Something was going fi- What? Something was fishy. <laughs> all this lake talk. God damn it. <laughs> these lake puns. But people were kind of starting to realize stuff, so they would start installing security systems on their home. But if y'all remember earlier, our boy Christopher, in his 20s, used to work at a job installing alarm systems, so he knew how to disable them. Oh, my God. He would God. turn them off, get on in there turn him right back on this is a perfect storm of genius oh totally and like as a cherry on top whenever he finished a break-in he would make sure to clean up the house back to its pristine condition and lock up after himself so you'd be like oh my god one of our rotisserie chickens is missing but everything else is in perfect condition maybe i'm losing my mind yeah yeah he's like he's like robin hood all right truly Truly. Why is he like Robin Hood? Because he's like uh, a self from the rich and given to him, well, given to himself. But he's also, <laughs> but like he's, you know, courteous and he's a oh, sorry. gentleman. When you said that, I imagined Robin, like Batman and Robin. Oh, and no. And I was like, why is he like Robin? I did say 30 seconds ago, he's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, so he's just a shitty sidekick? Okay, now we go. <laughs> well, so anyway, so... All of this happens, and then after 27 years of doing this, thousands of thefts, and nearly 100 lake houses in his rotation, he was caught stealing food from a lakeside summer camp. Oh, my God. So police had been trying to track down the Moosehead Lake burglar for a long-ass time. So he was promptly thrown in jail with a hell of a lot of charges to his name, right? He'd broken in (laughs) thousands of times to hundreds of properties. And because of this, reporters descended on him like ducks on a June bug. Am I right, Jeremy? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Ducks on a June bug. Some more lake puns. (laughs) Talking about that lake life. (laughs) So, like, immediately following his imprisonment, over 500 reporters sent in requests for an interview he received a shit ton of letters and even visitors would show up and he even had one woman ask for his hand in marriage Ah, so this is like a ted bundy shit yeah Yeah. marry me you weird stealing hermit fucking (laughs) woodsman yeah what 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 was his name the moosehead lake what burglar Burglar. yeah i mean like how easy would it be the moosehead lake strangler i mean come on (laughs) yeah just a few letters change a few letters it's a whole different story (laughs) damn that guy just a a a little tiny bit of a extra lead poisoning in that man's head boom (laughs) yeah strangling well the the fucked up thing is if he were a strangler i bet there'd be 12 women asking for his hand in marriage ladies love that shit yeah it's so strange Mm. so Mm. weird to me they do so after those 500 reporters request to visit him remember he fucking hates people but christopher knight allowed one reporter to visit him so when the reporter asked him why he wandered off into the woods all those years ago to become a hermit he said i don't know why i did it i just wanted to get lost Unbelievable. An asshole. <laughs> really? Just Do you guys want to see him? Just wanted to get along. Honestly, I I like that line. It's exactly what you'd expect. Oh, my God. He looks okay. like a man who's been in the wood for 27 years, yeah. stealing and <laughs> burglarizing. Oh, man. Don't arrest that poor man. I know. I, I, I kind of love him. I There's something really pure about it to me. I love it. Jeremy over here is like, man, I don't know. He's just jealous because he had someone propose to him and Jeremy's never had anyone propose to him. <laughs> now he's somewhat jealous because he's like, $14 a night, I can't do that shit. <laughs> but Mr. Christopher Man could do it for 27 years. Yeah, That's I'm crazy. Ma- maybe I'm a little jealous of the guy. But yeah. now looking at him, I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that could be you one day if yeah. you're lucky. Yeah, yeah, if I get several forms of cancer. <laughs> so he... Yeah. Um, there's like... <laughs> Jeremy just yeah. winked at me. <laughs> There's like tons of photos of his campsite online. So like when they like raid his campsite, it's like everyone's 
stuff from their houses. Like all these people, they're like, hey, that's my fancy water boiling pot that I lost 13 years ago and never knew where it went. Like, so. Goddamn water boiling pot. I, I've been missing that for my Moosehead Lake Lake House. Five, <laughs> 5,000 square feet. Damn it. Oh, wait. We're in Maine, though, right? Yeah, we're yeah, in, the in Maine. in Maine, though. Like the fucking. Uh, there are some rednecks in Maine. There's Absolutely. rednecks everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> There's a whole rednecks in Maine. Uh, uh, Colbert. And somebody oh, else. Oh, shit. That yeah, thing, yeah. the Danny Carvey show or something. Oh, no I think. way. The Rednecks in Maine. <laughs> Holy yeah. fuck. I it's, forgot about anyway, that. hilarious. It's fantastic. It's great. All right. You ready, you ready for our next one? Oh, yes, my God. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I don't feel sick at all. So, <laughs> Jeremy, you're doing really well. I'm not going to lie. For our next tale, we're taking a trip to Indonesia. You guys know a little thing or two about Indonesia? Indonesia. Yep. Yes, we do. Brennan and I went to Indonesia. Years ago, we shot a documentary film. We Ooh. shot a documentary film. <laughs> not a person, not people. <laughs> We're not going to get into it. We don't want to reveal our identity too much to you, to the thousands of listeners out there. Because they don't already know your full name. But yeah, exactly. For <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, no. But it was an eye-opening experience in some in some sense. But it was yeah. it was, it was was great. It was fun. I honestly would... I'd go back. Fuck. All right. Hang out with all... We, we made friends over there. There was one guy who was the... Uh, uh, he was the Kuta Cowboy. He was the uh, male... Um, well, this was 13 years ago. So he described himself as a male prostitute. And um, he was um, just slinging money and banging babes. That's what he said. Oh, that's the life. That's what he said. Yeah, 300-pound man named Chico. Yep. He'd whirl around with 100-euro-dollar bills in his sunglasses, bragging about the middle-aged Russian women he would prey on. Bonk. Let's move on. Yeah, it was pretty okay. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can get back to Chico in a moment, but... So we're in Indonesia and we're going to travel deep into the Papua forest, the rainforest. And as I'm sure you can imagine, it is hella lush. All right. There's lots and lots of greenery. There's these huge pine trees. They're an average of 200 feet tall. And deep in the Papua rainforest among the treetops, you will find the Korowai people. Oh, wow. So the Korowai are a group of people who live deep in the rainforest and they spend the majority of their life high above the ground in tree houses. Well, the Avatar people? <laughs> right. This is amazing. <laughs> Hell yeah. So they're like, most of their life is truly spent in the trees. Whoa. So dope, right? So cool. So the Korowai, they're spread out into these smaller tribes all around the rainforest, but they're suspected to be made up of about 4,000 people in total. And their tree houses are anywhere from three, 30 to 150 feet up in the treetops. How many square Damn. footage, though? You know? Yeah. Not what's a, what's not the big. square footage? <laughs> yeah. This is about a 10 by 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're looking at well, I'm going to need to price that out. <laughs> I'm going to do a comparative market analysis of those tree houses. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine like an HOA? Be like, we can't paint the doors that color. No, it's and Airbnb like, being like, oh, you can stay here for just $3,300 a night. <laughs> 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 so their reasoning for living up in the trees is probably pretty straightforward. Like there's a lot of land predators that are a huge threat. Um, the rainforest is frequently flooding and like washing up everything beneath them. And they also believe that evil spirits exist praying around on the ground. Who doesn't? <clears throat> so... <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck does it? And those evil Amen. spirits, just regular ass humans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Waltzing around, everybody. Let's so, get away from them. They also eat entirely off of what the land provides. They eat fish, larvae, plants, trees, mushrooms, and dun dun dun, humans. No way. Uh, first, I was gonna say, you know where to find fish? 150 feet above ground. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Floating around in the trees. Oh, that's so like <laughs> because it's always flooding. I think they can just like cast a line down from their like little house uh, and yeah. like fish up what's over there. But oh, so God, the Korowai, they're one of the last known people to still practice cannibalism. Oh God, Brenda's uh, Brenda's been into cannibalism lately. Cannibalism. Yeah. I watched this whole thing about the um, <clears throat> this uh, it's like on the History Channel or some shit. 
this was like 13 years ago, actually, because I know exactly when I watched it. But yeah, it was this artist and he was just like, it was a chef and an artist and he was like, really wanted to experiment with human meat, like mm. straight up. And like some yeah. guy had a liposuction or some shit. And uh, they took, I'm getting sick. Yeah, no, they took the fat and he hungry. made meatballs and he gave, oh. he made meatballs and spaghetti. And then I watched this, you know, I watched it. <laughs> yeah, uh, you watched it? It was on the History Did Channel. You? It was on the the man making the human meatball was on the history channel. On the history channel. Yes. Well, Holy I did shit. Read a whole bunch in in this article which I won't get into but what the core white people say that human tastes like. Oh god. So like they're like a lot of people say it tastes like pork but it actually tastes like this specific bird they have there that's kind of like an ostrich. Wait, like so, it's like a gamey meat is what they said. Oh, so the yeah. okay, I guess cuz they were running around all the time. I don't know. Oh, these humans on the ground. They're the humans in the on the, in the, in the trees. trees. The humans on the ground are running around because they're constantly running away from the land predators. Yeah. They, right. So they're 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 lean and tight and fit like boar. Real lean, real gamey. Okay. Um <laughs> yeah, two into camo metabolisms. <laughs> Hello. So um, the core white people though, they don't practice cannibalism because they're hungry, not necessarily. They believe that people can be cursed or inhabited by witches. And, and they call this kakwa. And so they essentially believe that the witch gets inside of the person and then eats them from the inside. So the Korowai people see it as this ultimate system of justice. The witch eats the person, so they eat the witch. Mm, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, that kind of makes sense. I mean, I would always <laughs> yeah, have a, a witch totally. eat my kakwa. Hey! Oh, <laughs> hello! Oh man, we're hitting them with some good old jokes. All right, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the so a Smithsonian reporter once traveled into the Papua rainforest with a guide in 2007, and they found a Korowai tribe, and he wrote about the experience in gruesome detail. So this is all quoting now. Good. They used a stone axe to. Oh, actually, I should preface this by this is gory. So, okay. Yeah. If you're not into the this gory. shit, you know, eh, turn it off. Okay. So they used a stone axe to chop off the Kakwa's head. As the tribe's chief held it in the air and turned it away from the body, the others chanted and dismembered the body. They cut out his intestines and broke open the rib cage. Oh, God. Chopped off the right arm attached to the right rib cage, the left arm and the left rib cage, and then both the legs. The body parts were wrapped in banana leaves and then distributed to the members of the tribe to be cooked over the fire. Gee, Bitson, can you imagine like a next door treehouse situation? <laughs> being like, <laughs> getting on the internet, being like, uh, the smells from next door, out of control. We need to do something about the people dismembering the bodies. You know, likes, thumb up, thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> yeah. We need to get a poll. How many bodies can you dismember in a week? <laughs> yeah, this right. is out of control. Also, the legs need to come off first, always. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> they do the, they do the rib cages first, <laughs> left and right. It's right and left. <laughs> Jeepets. Jeepets. <laughs> so um, when the reporter asked uh, one of the tribe's people if they felt remorse, the tribe member said, No. Revenge is a part of our culture. When a kakwa eats a person, people eat the kakwa. Oh, uh, dude, I love that revenge. Me too. Mm. Oh god, I mean, it's yeah, such a god. basic instinct within humanity. Yeah, makes me feel good inside. Maybe we about should it. start eating more people. I'm not against it. <laughs> <laughs> Make us like really bring us back. But yeah, the Little revenge days. thing. God, revenge, revenge, like revenge movies. Like you guys ever seen Man on Fire? Jeremy's seen it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, any of Tarantino's work, like, yeah, it's just... all based in deep revenge. I love that show. Love Speaking it. of eating stuff, meats, uh, when we were in Indonesia, we we, we don't oh, know, God. but we swear we ate dog. We just don't know if we did, but we were going to these carts, and we, there were this, the black, the strange, the blackest meats. It, it was, like, like meats really never dark. really seen before in your life, and you're like, and me and Brandon were like, yeah, throw it on top. Yeah. Give the fuck. Yeah. And uh, the weird thing was, was like Brennan and I were sleeping in the same bed. Um, it was like a hundred degrees in this house, and uh, Brennan woke up barking one night. And I was <laughs> oh like, my god! I was like, you can't be serious. The the dog was inside Brendan, eating him alive, eating him 
alive. Eating my cockwa. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I there got, it is again. I got, the second I, time. I, I got, I got, no way. No, I didn't mean, I was, I was meaning that more of like in a spiritual way. I was getting cockwa. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Brennan got, no, he, he, but no, that meat was insane. It was stringy. It was very weird. It was a stringy, thin stripped, almost like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like beef jerky. They would cut in strips. Yeah. But black. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, we don't need to keep talking about eating dogs. Yeah, but I, I do think it's you. wild that, like, there there are people that, you know, like, I don't know, just the world is so colonized that you have to go deep, 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 deep into the rainforest or, like, a very remote island to find folks who still haven't been, like, touched by the outside world. But, like, I kind of forget that that's still a thing. Like, the core white people, I mean, I guess this reporter found them, but for the most part, like, exist completely isolated. It's so wild and cool. Very cool. I absolutely love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Especially with our job, you know. Jeremy just... just fell asleep and then woke back up. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love it. Yep. <laughs> I'm so hungry for dog. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So our next fun and our final fun little outdoorsy adventure begins with murder. So we've got two maximum security inmates here. We got David Sweat and Richard Matt. Two of the weirdest names. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds made up. It's like like you went into like a name generator on the internet and they were like, yes, David Sweat, Richard Matt. Um, So David, our first maximum security inmate, he was in prison for robbing a fireworks store and then shooting a cop and running him over with his car. So clearly he was going through some shit. And then Richard was in prison for kidnapping, murdering, and dismembering his boss, fleeing to Mexico, and then stabbing another man to death at the bar. So he was also clearly going through some shit. And clearly the pair became very fast friends once they were in prison together. What? Fireworks and pure murder and dismemberment? Richard dismembering? He could could have been one with the cougar wives. Yeah, yeah, right. So on June 6th, 2015, at 5.30 a.m., the inmates at Clinton Correctional Facility lined up outside their cells for a regular check, but David Sweat and Richard Matt were nowhere to be found. So after doing a sweep of the prison grounds, Are officers... Are we about to Shawshank Redemption this shit? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Way to jump We just watched that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so after doing a sweep of the prison grounds, officers found that the inmates had dug a 500-foot underground tunnel oh, through nice. a pipe from their cell to the nearest street. So, as Jeremy mentioned, this is some full-on Shawshank Redemption shit. Like, they saw the movie and and somehow no one thought <laughs> that this was ever going to happen. God, but yeah. I would love that they went down to the prison library and the only movie available was Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> yeah. And the guards were like, fuck, we left that behind. <laughs> I, I told you we should have <clears throat> taken that out of the DVD library. Or Raising Arizona. I remember John Goodman. Oh, yeah, when he comes yeah. out of that fucking ground, it's raining, it's muddy. He's like, oh! <laughs> yes. Oh, he's just screaming. Unbelievable. Yeah. If, 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 to our to our listener, if you've never seen Raising Arizona, please watch it. Unfucking believable. Cohen Brothers. Cohen Brothers. Man, Nicholas, Nicholas Cage. Cage. Yeah. Has nothing one. to do with this podcast, but uh nope. continue, Hannah. All right. So um just a fun little like side note is that they even left a note behind on the pipe that they used to escape. There's a little sticky note that said, have a nice day with a smiley face on it. Oh my God. He's, he's, oh, he's, he's, fuck, what are they, the Joker? This is crazy. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> now, David and Richard had a perfectly laid out plan after they crawled 500 feet like sewer mice. But in the words of poet Robert Burns, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. Oh, I yeah. like that one. Okay. Yeah. 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 That was great. That was great. Often you whip that out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, so David and Richard, they had been conspiring with this blonde prison guard named Joyce Mitchell. Hot. And Joyce was supposed to pick them up from the street in a getaway car. But on that fateful night, Joyce never showed up. Oh, my God. So Richard and David took off into the woods the great outdoors boys oh yeah they did (laughs) so for weeks they rummaged through the forests of upstate new york and they didn't stay in one place too long they were continuously like moving around campsites and sleeping underneath tree brush and shrubs until they eventually stumbled upon an old abandoned trailer in the woods 
So they set up camp and started stealing supplies from surrounding homes, just like our boy Christopher Knight from earlier. So they stole maps, they stole Pop-Tarts, bottles of gin, binoculars, a shotgun. They even stole pepper shakers to throw off their scent from tracking dogs who were looking for them. Oh, weird. I mean, I gotta say, Pop-Tarts, gin and shotgun, what else do you need? (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's good living. You got your trailer. That's all a man needs. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) while Richard and David are having their fun little anxiety-ridden camping trip, the state of New York was conducting one of the largest manhunts in history. The manhunt utilized nearly 1,000 officers and cost the state $23 million in total. Whoa, man. Really? Damn. That's one of these manhunts. Good. Jesus. Wow. How many more words can I say and not really say anything right now? <laughs> it really was phenomenal what you did there. <laughs> so many things said, and yet we're still nowhere. Um, <laughs> so eventually the dynamic duo split up and Richard was the first one to get caught. So with his stolen shotgun and his drunken confidence, Richard shot at a car on a nearby road And then officers, of course, descended on this area. So Richard was immediately shot and killed by police on the spot because he was holding a gun. And his autopsy revealed a 0.18% blood alcohol level. So Sounds like Brendan. Yeah. At least he went out doing what he loved. A lot of gin. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Um, And our boy David was caught a few days later while he was walking along a back road. So this officer passed by him. The officer turns around to talk to him. And then David ran off into the woods where he was also shot, but not killed. Um, He had seven extra years sprinkled onto his life sentence. And now he sits in prison in New York, thinking back fondly on his three weeks of freedom, living off the land and his shit-stained trailer with his (laughs) piss-drunk murderous bestie. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine, like, doing an inspection on that trailer as a property manager walking in like, everything good in here, guys? (laughs) Did you change the filter? Change the air filter? So you eat Pop-Tarts covered in pepper. Cool, cool. Pop-Tarts covered in pepper. (laughs) (laughs) The shotgun loaded. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it seems like everything's good here, guys. All right, be back in four months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nuts. Anyway, that's all I got for you. That's ya. great. God, that was awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Anna. That was amazing. That was um, I, can... I think Jeremy's got something these days, right, Jeremy? I do. I do. I have um, something that uh, for a segment that I, I uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to get some energy up here. But the computer's really heavy for my weak, very weak physical arms. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and those I'm, stories are fucking awesome. Thanks, man. Living in the great outdoors. <clears throat> that was, yeah, yeah. was really fun. Um, I've been obsessed with ChatGPT lately, um, as you guys know. Can you too, uh, explain no. it? Because uh, Explain it to our listener, because I honestly did not know about ChatGPT until like two weeks ago until you told me and maybe I'm the idiot and I probably am but maybe somebody doesn't know maybe our listener does not know I mean like eight weeks from now it might be irrelevant completely so we should probably touch on it just oh yeah (laughs) no I think we should get in no I mean so basically it's just an AI model that can like you can ask it questions and you can um, tell it to write prompts, essays, poems, songs, and it could just pump it out at will. And uh, it's causing uproar amongst education uh, programs, teachers, systems, and stuff like that. You know, yeah. they're freaking oh, out. But I mean, I did read one thing about a, this. This one teacher was like, maybe this could be a calculator, a calculator to English, the way the calculator yeah, worked yeah, to yeah, mathematics. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. makes sense. So yeah. like, you can utilize it. It's a tool. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought it'd be funny because I, I was scouring the internet for bad property management reviews, mm-hmm. and it's just so hard to find good, funny ones. I don't know, just anything. It's unbelievably boring, un, astonishingly boring. Yeah, <laughs> it and really plus, is. Plus, I just hate fucking people write reviews anyway. So I'm like, uh, who are these people writing anyway? And they're fucking yeah. boring, and they're you know. So you turn bo- to your calculator. So I was like, I want to hear <laughs> who what. An AI <laughs> robot has to say. So I, I typed into it. I said, write a funny review for a bad property management company. 
Oh, Hell shit. Yeah. That's hilarious. And so the review is titled, this is all the fucking AI. So it says, hilarity ensues with terrible property management company. They they, so they, they named the they property titled management company. Well? Yeah, they named the property management Terrible, right? Terrible. Terrible. Capital is, T, property they, management they, company. Oh, oh, it's called Terrible. Clever. Okay, <laughs> so if you're, looking for a, if you're looking for a comedy show disguised as a property management company, look no further than Terrible Property Management oh Company. Oh, my God. They offer a hilarious and chaotic experience that will leave you scratching your head and laughing all the way to the bank. To pay their never-ending fees. Oh! From the moment I signed my <laughs> lease with terrible property management, I knew I was in for a wild ride. The fun started with their unpredictable office hours, which seemed to be based on the alignment of the planets rather than any logical schedule. That's right! <laughs> oh, shit. Trying to get a hold of them was like playing a game of Where's Waldo? Only Waldo was their exclusive property manager who was always MIA. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Chad I GBD. feel threatened now oh, by Chad. Chad is killing it. <laughs> their maintenance team was a comedy act in itself. When I submitted a maintenance request for a leaky faucet, I was treated to a slapstick routine where the plumber showed up with the wrong tools, slipped on a banana peel. Yes, really. <laughs> And somehow managed to make the leak worse before finally fixing it. I couldn't decide if I should laugh or cry, but at least I got a good story out of it. <laughs> Speaking of stories, the tales of their hidden fees were legendary. From oh surprise God. charges for, quote, air usage. Yeah, they actually tried to charge me for breathing. <laughs> That's oh fucking incredible. Fucking just whipping out the fucking jokes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to random fines for mysterious violations of their obscure rules. It was like never-ending comedy of errors. I half expected them to charge me for using the elevator or opening a window. Uh, the communication was another comedic masterpiece. They were notorious for ignoring emails, never returning phone calls, and playing a game of telephone with my messages resulting in absurd misunderstandings and confusions it was like a game of broken telephone gone wrong and i couldn't help but chuckle at the absurdity of it all broken telephone <laughs> the newest the newest twist on a childhood favorite <laughs> yeah. but the real highlight of terrible property management company was their eviction frets they were like masters of comedy timing always threatening to evict me for the most trivial reasons. From forgetting to put the trash out on the right day, despite their lack of instructions, to allegedly causing disturbances by sneezing too loudly. <laughs> it was a never-ending source of amusement. Overall, Terrible Property Management was a comedy show that kept me entertained throughout my entire lease. <laughs> While their management oh skills left much to be desired, their ability to provide comedic relief was top-notch. If you're looking for a good laugh and don't mind a bit of chaos with your housing. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is, to me, I thought that, that line got me too because I was like, nobody wants that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Nobody wants that, no, Chad but if that's GPT. what you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for a good laugh and don't mind a bit of chaos with your housing, terrible property management company is the way to go. Just be sure to bring your sense of humor and a big bag of popcorn. <laughs> wow! <laughs> what? No, that's because so... the show never ends with these folks. Wow! Oh my god, <laughs> that's incredible! Holy yeah. shit! Oh, you, uh, if you ever have a bad experience, you should copy and paste that and just like. <laughs> I mean, that, that was truly a work of art. Uh, unbelievable! I know, I know. Chat GPT. No, I know. I was, I was putting in a lot of prompts like it was just fun you just go off and off and off and, and you know and they you know if you put some like one thing they didn't really want to answer i think i i wrote um how many virgins can you fit in one volcano <laughs> and, uh, they said it was quote on offensive language and i was like come on it's cultural some people maybe the uh, the, the story we heard earlier about the cannibalists wait what does gpt stand for do you know 
That's a good fucking question. I, I don't know. Oh, I don't. Fuck. I mean, okay. I could look it up, but it's something like gravitational pool therapy, maybe. Or, okay. uh, <laughs> good, Jesus. Good player talking. Yeah. Or Gorgenstein Pepper Dunn Titwank. Titwank! <laughs> and again, saying a lot of words, getting nowhere. <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it. That was awesome. That was, that was phenomenal. <clears throat> um, thank you to you, but mostly thank you to ChatGPT. Seriously. The true yeah. hero yeah. of this episode. Um, I will say uh, we are putting out an episode in a couple days. Winkity, winkity. It's a special episode. It's a bonus episode. Keep up, open your uh, your flies. Your f- keep those zippers open, keep boys. Keep the zippers <laughs> open or uh, up or down. Whichever it works down, for you best. Probably uh, up because it's uncomfortable. If you live alone, keep the pants off entirely. Well, yes. If you live home. with Brendan, he's got no button anyway, so his pants are always unbuttoned. Most yeah. of my pants don't have buttons. Should be living with the Koroi in the trees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Email us if you guys uh, want to chat. You don't have to have crazy property management stories. You know, landlords, uh, tenants. Just talk, talk to us. Just say hi. Please yeah. say something. Please fuck. Yeah. Property MGMT brothers at gmail.com. Also the same thing. Uh, Instagram property MGMT brothers. Somebody send something. Ask us <laughs> Except questions. our father. Even though Padre, El Padre, El Father. Please keep sending stuff. We very much enjoy them. We love him. We love yes. him so much. I love how whenever whenever Brendan talks about our audience, he refers to it as the listener one. <laughs> and then when Jeremy talks about it, he's like, our thousands of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan's like, our dad. <laughs> We should explain this for our dad. (laughs) Anyway, this has been fun. Thanks, y'all, for hanging out in Brendan's house with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. First non-shed thing I think went really well. I'm actually honestly really comfortable. It's a little bit... It's bad, though, because I'm, like, on this couch. I'm, like, not going to lie. I'm a little too comfortable. He's slipping. And um, Yeah, I agree. But it's been been nice. 20th episode, you know, who who knows where we're going to be on the 40th. Yeah. We could all be on... In trees, I know. or carted out in body bags, like your poor tenant. Oh, oh forgot about that. Um, but anyway. yeah, definitely check, check, <laughs> check the Instagram. We'll put some photos up there of the Korowai tree houses and Christopher Knight's campground and his weird beard. Also, Jeremy, you know of- uh, probably uh, yeah, sound checking. I got a good video of him sound checking. Oh, hell of yeah. his crotch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you want to check out Jeremy's crotch, <laughs> yeah, really, he disgusts me. Yeah, it is weird that he did that. Thanks, guys. I'll probably be better, but I probably will be sick forever. I'm a hypochondriac and I got gout. Bye. Bye. (laughs) See you later.